0: Choosing a partner to help you achieve success in your business or personal finances is a big decision. You need a devoted advisor who's experienced and attentive and invested in helping you accomplish your goals. Hey, you know what that sounds like? Brady Marts. Brady Marts knows that you got a lot of options to choose from, but we're confident that Brady Marts is the right accounting firm for you. they got more than a half a century of experience making everyday count through tax, accounting, audit, and business advisory services, so... Contact Brady Marks to learn more about their unique solutions that they can provide you and your nonprofit.
1: Your organization is awesome, but sometimes you want to be even awesomer. It's time to get your fundraising on with your host, fundraising expert and author, Patrick Kirby.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kirby. And of course, we talk with people who are going to help our small and medium-sized nonprofits do good better. But sometimes the people who help us do good better are actually leaders of the small and medium-sized nonprofits in which we are trying to help. And of course, I would like to welcome our guest today, who's going to do just that, Christine Holland. She's the executive director of River Keepers. Welcome to the official Do Good Better podcast.
1: Thanks, Patrick. It's going to be fun.
0: I think it's going to be a blast. Uh, one of the things that I, I'm not a hunter, I'm not a fisher, I'm just kind of a suburban kid from uh, flyover country, and it's totally okay. So I'm fascinated um, by getting my uh, hands and feet a little bit dirty talking about uh, the river and how we're going to conserve and how we're going to do that. But first, before we get into all of that, if you're scrolling through iTunes or Spotify and you're saying, I want to learn more about what they do, but they might not know The extent of what you do. So, why don't you give people a 5,000 foot view on who you are, what you do, and why we're talking today?
1: Sure. So, River Keepers is a nonprofit organization that was started in 1990 to advocate for safe and sustainable use of the Red River. So, really, the citizens that got together wanted to unite Fargo and Moorhead instead of divide them by the Red River. Um, We want everybody, including those people who don't fish and hunt along the river, um, to be able to use it and enjoy it and claim it as their river. And we do that by helping the community learn about the river so they can help sustain the Red River and then safely enjoy it. I love it. So we try to reach them where, um, where their interests lie. So maybe if they're interested in kayaking and they see the trees along the river and really like it, maybe they'll come help plant trees. Or maybe if while they're planting trees, they'll see somebody on the river and go, oh, they're not drowning and they're, they're having fun out there and they're being safe. So...
0: I like it. What's a fun fact about the Red River that I don't know, but probably should?
1: Um, Some of my favorite facts I want everybody to know. There's debunking myths that the Red River has no (gasps) undertows. There used to be some at the dams, but there is not anymore. They're still at the Drayton Dam, which will be retrofitted hopefully next summer. But people have been told for years and years that there's undertows, and there's not. So as the Red River goes higher, it gets faster, and there does have a current that goes north, but there's no undertoes because our geology, we only drop six inches per mile Mm. as we go north. So there's not enough topography for it to really have those undertoes.
0: I uh, love that fact. But I also don't like it's taken me away from one of my favorite things of parenting, which is watch out for the undertow. And now I'm going to be called a liar by my children. So now that thank you for that. I appreciate that. So what are some of the um, key programs that River Keepers does in order to protect and enhance the river experience on both sides of the aisle?
1: So we really try to engage people and we have a lot of partners. Our partners are we only have a two person staff. So our partners are really key. Um, and our volunteers are, are key as well. So we do tree plantings on both sides of the river with cities and the park districts and hundreds of volunteers. Where we plant thousands of trees and shrubs to increase bank stability and water quality. Since, of course, the Red River is our drinking water source in Fargo, Moorhead and West Fargo. Um, we try to promote safe use of the river so you can use the river safely. You know, we say the tips, go with a friend, wear a life jacket, stay sober. And canoeing, kayaking, fishing are great options. So, we have river paddling excursions and canoe and kayak rentals with um, Moray Parks and Recreation. We do fishing clinics with uh, FM walleyes. We do cleanups along the river, uh, just all sorts of things. We do how to make your own rain barrel workshops and how to make your own compost tumbler workshops. So, again, it goes from recreation to environment to even just winter scavenger hunts. So, just get outside and enjoy the river.
0: I love it. What's the number one threat to the Red River as you as river keepers see today?
1: Um, Well, just summer just happened to be um, what we call the summer of cleanups. (laughs) So we pulled without 500 volunteers throughout 50 some different cleanup events, over 16,000 pounds of garbage. A lot of that was because the river was lower. So we were able to take advantage of that. And we found over 60 tires that we pulled out that we'd seen at the bottom of the river, but they were too deep for us to get before. And we were able to walk out there and pull them, wrestle them out of the mud. They were still in the mud <laughs> um, and get them up there. And then some really fabulous volunteers helped us get um, Snakey Creek cleaned up, mm-hmm. which is really We've been wanting to get there for years and it was just steep, really steep banks. They were slippery. They were muddy. Um, There's trees going across. It's not like you go go down it in a canoe, Um, but fabulous volunteers put on mud boots and they climbed down there. They fell in the water. (laughs) They got muddy, just like you said. Um, And plastic upon layers of plastic wrapped around those trees down there. It was I've never seen anything like that. And I've worked at River Keepers since 1993.
0: Absolutely crazy. So I'm sure with all of this, there's a boatload of success stories, things that you've found or done that are sort of remarkable. And to the uh, person who may not know uh, to the extent of what you do, what's one thing that stands out in your illustrious career at the River Keepers that, um, that keeps you motivated to keep doing the amazing work that you do?
1: Yeah, I would say, again, I'm going to say the cleanups this summer, like we pulled out 55 gallon barrels and tires and styrofoam installation. We talked to kids all the time about, you know, bringing their balls inside. We found kids swimming pools, balls, um, landscaping tarps, regular tarps, chairs, all of those things. And it, especially in our cleaning up Snake Creek, like I included with the volunteers, we got, it was a little addicting, like. You were exhausted, you were muddy, you were wet, but you wanted to go and 10 more feet to just keep getting there so we could finish it. It was, like I said, they were fabulous. My coworker and I were trying to figure out, can we really ask people to climb tricky terrain, bring their own rain boots, bring their own work gloves, know that you're gonna get mu- muddy and wet. Mm-hmm. And they came and they came back. They were awesome. And like then- this is,
0: yeah i feel like that's a super cool thing to do like it's always what you dream of as a kid that you get to volunteer for and do <laughs> muddy and nobody's gonna yell at you and i also feel like this is a real life outdoors hoarders episode where you're just kind of completely satisfying cleaning event where you're like wow this is a before and after photo and i think that's like a uh, beyond super cool and i'm sure over the last couple of years especially with uh the uh pandemic galore, uh, there are a whole bunch of challenges that you probably faced. What was some of the biggest ones or maybe what was the biggest one and how did you overcome some of that?
1: Yeah. So we have a couple thousand volunteers that we normally work with through these events because uh, we like to engage people rather than just talk to people. We really like to engage people. And so we're trying to figure out how do we do that safely? And We still had almost 800 volunteers during the pandemic because we were able to figure out how to do contactless pickup. And then for our tree plantings, you know, we did the training videos with QR codes. They brought their own supplies instead of us providing them. Um, They could text or call to check in. We did specific zones so that we knew how many people were in each zone and when they were leaving and how many were coming back in. And, um, you know, the reward to that was We had volunteers leaving that first event saying, I'll come next week. I felt safe. And this was really good. This was fun.
0: That's fantastic. Uh, Doing this a very long time, Christine, uh, in the nonprofit world. And it's uh, awesome to see. You're not the statistic of someone who's been there for 18 months. You've seen a lot. And you work with so many different things from volunteers to uh, marketing and programming. It's when you're a one, two-person shop, you do it all. What, as a one or two-person shop, tip or trick or things that have worked uh, really, really well for you over the years that you can share with an organization who might be listening, saying, aha, this sounds like my team and I would like to learn from the master. What are a couple of things that you would say, do this and you're going to be a rock
1: star? I would say one of the things that we kind of talked about already, but just really engaging them. Um and not just talking to people. Mm-hmm. So we say we'd like to get everybody dirty, wet, and sweaty. <laughs> so they remember the experience just a little bit better. Cause we all know if you fall in a mud puddle, you are gonna tell people about it <laughs> and say, um, you know, if you get wet while you're kayaking, you're gonna remember it, you're gonna tell stories and you survived it safely. (laughs) So those are the things that we like to do. And people remember then the lessons that we're trying to teach them along the way as well.
0: I'm going to give you a piece of unsolicited fundraising advice. I think if you had a t-shirt that said dirty, wet, and sweaty all over it, I think you could raise (laughs) a ton of money for the River Keepers. And speaking of which, if somebody's listening and they want to learn more and they want to give you money and they want to reach out and say, how do I volunteer? How do I give you stuff? Where on earth would they find you and how do they get a hold of you?
1: So riverkeepers.org is our website and we're on Facebook and Instagram as well
0: perfect we're going to put all those in the show notes please do click uh and learn a little bit about how you can protect the red uh either side of the red uh as an example and uh and learn how you can volunteer get your businesses to come and help uh either clean up or volunteer or pr- you know provide supplies and again if you're interested in getting dirty wet and sweaty i think i know a great place to uh, volunteer and that would be river keepers christine thank you so much uh, not only for what you do, uh, but for being a fantastic guest on the official Do Good Better podcast. Thank you. Look, and as someone who listens to the show, you know that I love helping small and medium-sized nonprofits. That's why we bring on the awesome experts and guests that get to talk to you about how to make your organization more awesome. So I've got a deal for you. I would like to help you. I would like to work with you. So if you're go to dogooduniversity.com, that's dogoody o com, and you register for one of the courses, I'm gonna send you my best-selling book, Fundraise Awesomer, a practical guide to staying sane while doing good for free. Because I really want you to do amazing work. Listen gooduniversitycom Go pick out something, whether it's a board training or a gratitude training or whatever webinar you want to choose. Um, use the promo code PODCAST. Take 25% off of anything that you purchase, and I'm going to throw in a book as well because I want you to do awesome, I want you to do awesomer, and I want you to do good better. Go to DoGoodUniversity.com today.